Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Churner's Digest. I wanted to start off by saying, I think last time I mentioned that I was going to try and do this weekly, and clearly that didn't happen. Um, life just kind of got the better of me. I'm going through a move coming up here um, this week, and I was home for a little bit visiting the parents, and I had a business trip that I just got back from on Saturday, so just been kind of busy, but I did want to say shout out to Tom R. in the Simple Finances Discord. Um, he specifically asked, or they specifically asked, when my next podcast would be, and I was like, you know what, that's that's right, I did say I was going to do that. I don't know, some folks out there do like to listen to this audio graveyard, so I figured I'd make another one. I found some time this evening to sit down and pull up some things that I've been tracking over the past couple weeks. Um, So without further ado, we'll dive in. Nothing's in any particular order, just things that I've thought were interesting or maybe some sign-up bonuses I thought were worth looking into or just some updates in the field of finance in general. So first off, we have a Discover sign-up bonus. It's not super sexy. Um, As always, there'll be a text companion on my site at um, wordpress.fearthez.com as well as the Simple Finance blog, so you can find all the links and such there. Um, this one is a Discover Savings bonus, which is 150 or $200 with a 1500 or $15,000 or $25,000 deposit. Actually, I take that back. I got the my link wrong. This one is kind of sexy if you haven't done it before. Um, this one allows you to do individual deposits, so you don't have to deposit $15,000 all at once or $25,000 all at once. You can push in and out like 5000 and they accumulate. Discover, as far as I know, haven't fixed that loophole yet, so it's kind of a nice free bonus if you have a couple grand of liquid cash that you can just toss in there and that you've never had a Discover Savings account before. I think that rates at like 3.6, somewhere around there, so... If you don't have a high-yield savings account, I'm surprised if you're listening to this and you don't. But if you don't, it's a great option. Um, that's our first one. Second up, we have a Capital One savings account sign-up bonus. Also not super sexy, but it comes out to 6.5% APY, um, which, I mean, you can get 5% APYs out there. But it's still pretty decent if you need some place to park some cash. Um, it's a $100 to $1,000 savings bonus. And it requires ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollar deposit. Um, if you deposit ten thousand dollars for ninety days, you get a hundred dollars, fifty thousand, five hundred dollars, a hundred thousand, a thousand dollars. So the ratio is the same, just depending on how much cash you have in there. Um, you do have a fifteen dollar qualification period, and then you have a ninety day holding period, which you're then able to withdraw from. Uh, I'm currently doing the ten thousand dollar one. It's, like I said, not super sexy, but it's better than nothing if you've got some cash lying around. I was planning on buying a house, like, within the past couple months, but as I said, I'm I'm moving. I'm actually moving to an apartment. I didn't find anything that really caught my attention, and for the pricing that's going on right now and everything's happening in the market, I wasn't too worried about getting an apartment. The, the place I'm going to is actually cheaper than where I am now. A little bit better for commute for work, so I'm happy about it and excited for that. Um, so that's the Capital One bonus. 
Next, if you follow on Dr. Credit, there was a kind of a divisive post that they they made about a new called card card called Ness card or Ness Well card. It's a credit card, it's a MasterCard. It's specifically catered towards premium wellness and health. Um, it's not that new. I think it came out a couple months ago, but it's the first time I'm seeing it. Um, the first time Dr. Credit has posted about it, if you read through the comments, it's kind of funny in there. They're kind of trashing on Dr. Credit for posting it, but I, I found it interesting, and I actually opened up the card a couple days after Dr. Credit posted it. I think maybe even the day of, I received a pretty hefty emergency room visit. Everything's fine. It wasn't anything serious, so in case you were worried. Not that you care about some random guy on the internet, but everything's fine. But now I have some pretty big medical expenses. I was looking for a sign-up bonus card to kind of knock out. Um, and this card also offers 5x back on medical expenses, as well as a bunch of different other categories, including um, things that they call healthy, which is super broad. Um, and I do plan on making a, a full blog post about this and maybe a full podcast about it. I'll have to think if I want to have an audio companion for it, but... Essentially, you get 5x points on, if, as far as I can tell this far, all grocery stores, healthy restaurants, with they, which they have a pretty lenient qualification for. Um, Kava counts, if you know what Kava is. Sweet green, they're, they're pretty leaning heavy into sweet green. Um, meal kit deliveries, nutrition support, vitamins and supplements. You also have the ability to go into the app and request 5x points on certain transactions they have they build up a database of what they consider to be healthy merchants um, and if you're not within there you can request to get your charge eligible for that 5x and they seem to come back pretty quickly and we'll see how that goes for me um, i'm not going to dive super deep into this card but i thought it was interesting the only main caveat is there is a 350 annual fee but there's a 200 statement credit for shopping healthy again it's a pretty broad category um you can also get up to fifty-six dollars, up to fifty-six points per day. Excuse me, uh, for healthy activities like they have um, thirty minutes of being active, ten minutes of mindfulness, seven hours of sleep a day, and six thousand steps. And everything has to be through Apple Health, which is a little annoying for me because I don't have a personal Apple iPhone. I have a Android iPhone. Uh, excuse me, an Android phone. So it's a little annoying for me to have to transfer back and forth but i'm making it work they also have some other credits for uh, sweet green and some other crazy credits that are really just like a coupon book for health and wellness a lot of them are catered towards like makeup or meditation and stuff like that a lot of it i won't find personally useful but we'll see how the card is i'll see if i'll keep it after the first year um as i said there's a 300 dollars annual fee but the sign up bonus is fifty thousand points for 6,000 spend in 90 days, which is a little high, but I do have that big emergency room bill that'll take up about a third of that. And if you're asking what points are worth, they're worth at least one cent per point, which is what they say. But unfortunately, the large caveat I was referencing before was that it's only really useful in terms of gift cards. So you can redeem for like Chipotle gift cards or Kava gift cards. So I don't love the idea of having $500 worth of Chipotle gift cards coming my way, but they've mentioned that they're going to be exploring new redemption options in the future they have some other weird ones that are like more experience based or certain products but they don't seem super worth it to me i'm kind of looking just looking 
kind of just looking for cash back. So we'll see what comes of that. And I'll have, like I said, a more in-depth review coming in the future for that. All right, next, I'm going to give a little update on Oxygen. I think I've mentioned this before, but Oxygen is a fintech where they give pretty decent cashback rewards for their debit card. One of the main ones being a $100, excuse me, a $1 credit for fast food, which is pretty broad, and it's kind of just all restaurants. But I think what I've mentioned before is that they've been super weird with their 1099 issuing for me. They incorrectly said that I made almost $700 in uh, 1099 int, which is not true. I went through a calculator and it was about 100. So I, after some back and forth with customer support, they came back and gave me, uh, they, they said that an accurate number is about 100. And they said that they would be working on reissuing a 1099. And just recently, a couple weeks ago, or I think last week, or maybe two weeks ago, it was, I think, two days after tax day. They sent me an email and they were like, hi, we appreciate your patience as we contacted our banking partner to address the discrepancies with your 1099 int document. We are pleased to inform you that it was decided to collaborate with the IRS directly to resolve this issue and prevent any further inconveniences to you. As a result, we will not be issuing corrected 1099 forms. We advise you to file your taxes using the form you received and the IRS will be corrected the IRS will later correct any accuracies, any inaccuracies, which, I mean, cap, I don't, I don't really believe that. Um, and they said this after tax filing day. So uh, the uh, giving advice after tax filing day to me is pretty useless. I, I already filed my taxes. I used the number they quoted me. So I guess if the IRS comes and audits me, I have documentation to prove how much I owed, so I'm not too concerned, but just something to note if you do use Oxygen, um, they're kind of screwy with their 1099s, hopefully they figure that out, but as far as I can tell, it's still a little wonky. Um, I will leave a referral link on the blog page and in the description of the podcast. Um, the referrals are boosted right now, I think it's $110 for opening the account and doing a $500 direct deposit and doing five debit purchases. Um, just one thing to note, if you do use Curve, that Curve doesn't work with Oxygen. It counts it as like a cash advance, not a cash advance, but a like a cash transfer. Um, so it'll have to be like five real transactions. It could just be like Amazon reloads, but just something to note. And in my experience, um, Cash App debit reloads did work to count. That's how I qualified for Oxygen Fire. Um, I do have a blog post on Oxygen Fire and my unboxing experience of that card, which was like a $200 debit card, which I thought was pretty interesting, and I really enjoyed the, the design of the card and the boxing, so I'll leave a link to that as well in the text companion and in the description. So next, we have a pretty regional bank bonus. Um, I shared it with Doctor of Credit and, of course, didn't get a hat tip, which I like to keep track of. Um, I like to be, I don't know, I think it's... Nice to be acknowledged by the large doctor of credit and say, hey, this person submitted this bank bonuses returned. They've done it in the past, but they never seem to do it when I post things, which is irks me a little bit, but it doesn't matter. Um, if you're in Massachusetts or Connecticut, bank hometown is a $300 checking bonus, which seems pretty easy to qualify for. Um, 
you get $200 by having a direct deposit and make five debit or make five debit card transactions, then you can turn on e-statements for another $50. And after having the year, having the account active for one year, you get another 50. So 300 total. Um, as far as I can tell, there are any fees with the account. There's an early termination fee of 180 days for $10. So don't close out early. But if you're eligible in any area, I think it's a pretty great bonus to go for. It's pretty easy requirements. Next is one I didn't personally go for, but it's a U.S. Bank's $750 or $500 business checking bonus. There's some people talking about it in the Simple Finances Discord. I don't dabble in the business side of bonuses yet. I already have my hands full enough of doing the bonuses that I do, so I'm not too worried about it. And whenever I tried applying for U.S. Bank in the past, I'm out of their footprint and haven't done the opening a investing account in order to establish a relationship and then open a checking account with them. So I haven't really ventured in that to, into that field, but there's a link there if you're interested for um, the sign-up bonus. It's using the promo code, enrolling in online banking, and deposit $5,000 for $500 or $15,000 for $750. Seems pretty easy. It looks like you can also fund up to $3,000 with a credit card, which is some nice free manufactured spend or if you have like a two percent card you can get like 60 bucks back why not next we have a pretty small bonus but it's uh for a investing platform called moomoo if you look at the app icon or like the, their logo it kind of looks like the among us icon which i think is hilarious some other people have pointed it out as well but this is a you'll probably get about 40 dollars for depositing $1,000 and holding it for 60 days. Um, it comes in the form of, I think, 15 spins of their like free stock that you can get from them. It, you're like, I think it's 95% chance or 99% chance of getting a stock that's worth like four to $5. So when it worked for me, it worked out to about 40 bucks. Um, I figured why not It's some free money and I'll just sell the stock after 60 days. And there's also a referral bonus for it. I don't think there's anything particularly with the referral that the referee gets. But I'll get, I think, two shares of Bank of America if you use the link. So if you're interested, be my guest and use the link. I believe you're still eligible for the... Yeah, I take that back. You are eligible by using my link to get the 15 free spins. So have that if you're interested. Um, if it does come through and I notice it, I'll call you out in the next podcast. Appreciate you using any referrals that you have. Next, there's a PNC checking account bonus for $200 or $400. I'm currently doing this one. Um, if you open a virtual wallet performance spend account and you will receive $200 with a direct deposit of 2000 or if you open a virtual wallet performance select and deposit $5,000 in direct deposits, you'll get $400. By data points, it looks like Fidelity counts as direct deposit, so that's what I'm currently using. I pulled in 5000 to my Fidelity account and pushed it over to PNC. It does have a requirement, if you're going for the $400 one, that you, to avoid a fee, either have direct deposits of 2000 or more, an average monthly spend, an average monthly balance of $5,000 or $10,000 linked in eligible assets. I'm going to do the $2,000 a month, so I don't have to hold 5000 there. Uh, one thing I did notice is it's super slow transferring money in and out. And I think my account is locked. I can't use 
PNC to transfer money out because of, I don't know, I, I transferred 5K in and then pulled it out and they didn't like it. So that's one thing to note. There is also an early termination fee of $25, so that's something to keep in mind. Next, I wanted to briefly comment on Bank Beth, Bed Bath & Beyond going bankrupt. Um, I think they're closing down within the next like month or two, so I would suggest if you have one near you, stop by and see if they have any decent deals. I, I imagine most people are probably scooping up the good stuff, but I know when I went a couple months ago, they had some pretty deep discounts, and they weren't even going bankrupt just yet. They were kind of considering it. Um, one thing to note, I think as of like the 26th, they stopped accepting their 20% coupons. So I just recently threw away my large stack, which was a little bittersweet. I have them from like 2017, um, which for me seems like ages ago. But yeah, I'd say take a stop by if there's one near you. Maybe pick up something if it's a decent price. You can always use like an extra throw blanket or something. To, like I'm moving, I can use an extra throw blanket. It's probably a good idea for me to go over there and take a look at it. It, it also has a little bit of sentimental value because I, my first job, my first real job was at Bed Bath & Beyond. I worked there in high school as a, an associate in the vacuum department. So if you were purchasing a vacuum in New Jersey in, oh God, mid-2010s, you might have purchased it from me. I was a big shill for Dyson. I didn't get any commission out of it, but... I think they looked sick, and I always recommended Mealy as well if people wanted like an actual good vacuum and they cared about repairability, but most people just bought Dysons anyway, and I personally have a Dyson, and I think the best thing about them is it kind of makes vacuuming fun. Um, it's just like looks cool, and it's cool to use. It's convenient and easy. On Mealy's, you got to change the bag, and you got to roll it around, and whatever. Dyson's kind of sick. Uh, next up... I shared this in the Simple Finances Discord, but I use Curve, and I've also had a blog post on Albert, which I'm going to link as well. But I'm not going to go super in-depth on what Albert or Curve is. You can read my respective blog posts on them. But I found like a little neat hack. It's not, super, it's not really a hack, but it's just a way to use Albert and Curve to your advantage. Albert has, if you sign up for Genius and also... Albert Genius costs, I think, $8 a month is the minimum, but you can just sign up for a free trial and then cancel the free trial and sign up for a new one. They don't limit you from just kind of churning the free trials. So that's what I'm, I'm currently doing. And their debit cashback offers are limited to $5 total off of whatever the deal is. So if it's 20% off at Costco, which I get pretty frequently, it has a max of $5 back. So I try to optimally use exactly the amount that will max it out. So for $5 off, 20% comes out to 20 bucks, right? Quick math says no, 25 bucks. So I, is it $25? Why can't I do math right now? It is $5. It is $25. So I, I try and spend in the exact in, in, um, increments to max it out at $5. So I, so I utilize the rest of the spend for another cashback card that I have. Um, so one thing that I often also get is Whole Foods offers. I think that they're also 20% 20, 20 off. 
And one thing I noticed is I always go through self-checkout. And, well, Whole Foods recently changed their self-checkout to allow you to, at self-checkout, use multiple cards. So what I do is I set my card, my curve card, to not use Albert or I use Albert for the first transaction of $25. And then I'll change my curve card to use my next best grocery purchasing card. And I'll charge it on there for another $25 increment, as many $25 increments as the order needs. And then the next time that my Albert boosts refresh, I'll just go back in time with the Albert boost applied and I'll already have a $25 purchase made. So I don't, I don't go to Whole Foods every week. So sometimes that Whole Foods boost for a week would just sit there and not get used and they refresh weekly. So now I have a backlog of $25 Whole Foods purchases that I can just transfer over, which is nice. Um, and I like doing it at self-checkout so I don't have to ask the cashier to do it for me and blah, 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 blah. So if you have Albert and you have Curve, that's a pretty useful way to get a little extra cash back out of it. Another thing I wanted to call out was Chase My Bonus. Since it's a new quarter, well, new quarter started on the first, but... If you haven't looked at chase.com slash mybonus, you can input your card numbers and your name and your zip code, and it'll tell you if you're eligible for some added bonuses that they often run. Sometimes it's like 5% back at grocery stores or 5% back on transit. I, for what, From what I've seen, it's normally for some of their airline cards to boost engagement and spend on those cards. So I only have a Freedom and Freedom Flex, so I don't have anything, but it's always worth taking a look. So I figured I'd call that out. And for those of you that whose 28 month, or excuse me, 48 month clock has reset for Chase Sapphire sign up bonuses, currently the $80,000 sign up bonus is public. It's also on referral links if you have a P2 or somebody that you want to split the referral bonus with. I don't currently have it, so I can't share a link, but I'm sure somebody out there would be willing to split it with you or give you a link. From what I've seen, I mean, I, I have only been tracking churning pretty closely for probably a year, year and a half now. But uh, I have an inkling that the, the bonuses might go up to 100K again. Um, it was at 70K, and then they just bumped it up to 80K for referrals, and now it's 80, or 80K referrals and in branch, and now it's 80K public. So I have a feeling. I know that they're also mailing out 100Ks in the mail to some people, like through via snail mail. So something to keep an eye out for. Um, if you think that waiting for the 100k is an option i'd say wait normally chase announces when their 80k is going to expire so it's not a bad idea to wait if you're eligible i'm just calling that out and then there's another sign up bonus for key bank um, one thing to note if you do have a key bank account or if you have a lower road account um, they're under the same parent bank so i know that's at least my I have had issues with having a key bank account trying to open a lower road account and the system errors out. I don't know if it works where if you have a lower road account trying to open a key bank account if it would let you. Um, but the key bank account, I think I opened for the $250 one, but there's a $200 one available right now, which is for making one direct deposit of $500 and just getting a $200 sign-up bonus. So pretty easy. There's no early, oh, there is an early termination key. There is an early termination fee of $25 if closed within 180 days, but there are no other fees to worry about. So pretty easy bonus. Um, like I said, there have been higher ones in the past, but 200 is not bad. And 
waiting around for an extra 50 is not really that worth it in my opinion. Um, one more finance thing than a, a personal item that I guess I wanted to talk about, but um, the last one was I-bonds. So the I-bond rate was announced for the first time ever before the first. They normally announce it on the first, but uh, the new I-bonds are at 3.4% inflation rate or the variable rate and 0.9% for the fixed rate. 0.9% for the fixed rate is pretty high. Um, and 3.4% is much lower than we saw for the past couple months before. I think the totals were like 6.4 and then like 9.6, including the fixed and variable rate. So 3.4 for the variable rate is a little low, and but the 0.9% the for the fixed rate is pretty good. So if you think that you're, you want to hold I-bonds for a little while, a 0.9% fixed rate is actually pretty decent. So if you want to buy some now at that rate, it's a good idea. Um, me personally, for what I have, I bought back in April of 2022. And looking at the market right now, I think 4.3% is not too bad. And especially considering I don't pay state taxes on it. And I, I don't know the exact logistics. Uh, I always get it confused in my brain. But you, when you purchase I-bonds, the first three months of interest are deferred. So if you buy it in January... Your January interest doesn't come until April. So then your February is Mar March. And then April is... No, excuse me. Your January is April. Your February is May. And your March is June. So if you purchase like I did in April, I believe my... 4.3% rate or my 3.4 plus whatever fixed rate I had or yeah 3.4% plus whatever fixed rate I, I had won't come in until July or August time frame but I think I'm still going to hold it until the next one I think that the next bump will be lower than 3.4 and I'll probably sell when the 3.4 runs out um, just because of the the no state the no state tax and right now I think I'm averaging like let me see Across all of my bank accounts, I'm averaging almost 5% interest, not including my I-bonds. So it's kind of comparable. Um, and again, I said it like four times, but you save on state tax. So I'm just going to keep it. And for those that hate using I-bonds because of the damn website so bad, they're removing the virtual keyboard, and you'll be able to type in your own e password sometime soon, I think within the next month. So rejoice in that fact. And then the last item is sort of a personal item. Um, personal sounds like outside of finance, but it's still finance. Um, I recently purchased some Apple products, much to the chagrin of some simple finance members. Um, only joking, in jest. Um, but I, I find myself, I have a desktop, a Windows desktop that I have with like a dual monitor setup with two 27-inch monitors and like, like monitor arms. Um, and I really like it, but I find myself laying in bed at times or laying on a couch and wanting like a laptop. Um, and, and what I really dislike are cheap feeling laptops. So I, and I really just wanted to use it for like Google docs, using Google Chrome, doing video calls on duo, which is now meet. Um, 
and I saw a on our build a PC sales there was a pretty decent price for MacBook Air. Uh, I think 20, 2021, the last models with the M1 chip. It was 256 gigabytes of storage, but I don't plan on storing anything on it. Like I said, it's just going to be like a basically an internet machine. It's going to be a Chromebook for me with 8 gigs of RAM, and I'm not cons- too concerned about that because the M1 chip is like barely uses any RAM. Um, and I got it for around 600, and uh, I've been really enjoying it this far. I have a work, I have a work laptop that's a Mac, so I'm familiar with this operating system. I like Windows for more, I guess more, I don't even know. I like them both. And I, I use my Windows machine for more gaming and more advanced productivity, I guess you could say. Um, so that's just something I purchased. I figured I'd share. I've been enjoying it thus far. If you're looking for like a Chromebook-esque machine with some really good hardware. The only thing I don't like about the machine is the speakers really suck. Maybe I'm just spoiled by my macbook pro that work got me but i think the speakers are pretty shit and i don't mind only having two USB-C ports i don't really use it for anything else i just need a headphone jack and a charger and everything i have is USB-C, so it's perfect and i also purchased an apple tv 4k 128 gig third gen for about 100 i used a 20 percent off albert boost to purchase a 25 dollars shop card to get five dollars off with that and then they were, they had a deal for I think it was one thirty nine for the Apple TV and then Discover has wholesale Whole Food wholesale stores as the five percent category so after all that it came out to just under one ten I think and I honestly fell in love with the product I'm I I don't really like Apple products I don't like I hate iPhones I I have it as a work phone and I really hate my iPhone um, but I really enjoy the Apple TV I've been using. I think it's Hisense. It, my Hisense TVs, they have Google TV, and I really dislike it. They're just sluggish, and I don't like the UI, and I hate the cheap, crackle, like crackling remotes. And the Apple TV is just, it, it runs really well. Everything works as it should. I like the operating system. I really like the remote. Most people hate it because it's like kind of harsh to hold in your hands, but I like the, the like industrial, just like raw aluminum feel. Um, I really like the touchpad that it has on it. It is the new one that has the touchpad in the center clicker. It's not like the old one with the, the all black and the, the big touchpad at the top. Um, I like that it has the touchpad. I absolutely hate that the keyboard is just one row of letters. Whoever designed that needs to be fired. And I'm not, I don't use my iPhone. I don't use an iPhone as my main device, so I can't just type things in easily, and it doesn't just work which pisses me off. Just let me choose whatever keyboard I want. Anyway, even with all that, I find myself loving the product and really enjoying using it to watch services. I don't have cable, so it's my main, it's my only way of consuming content, really. And I used to find myself, like, I would never watch YouTube, for say. I consume a lot of YouTube, and I would never watch that on one of my TVs because I just hate going through the UI, and it takes forever. But I find myself watching YouTube on the TVs because of... I have Apple TV, and it works really well. Um, I don't have a referral for this. I don't work for Apple. I just really enjoy it. If you find yourself frustrated with your TV UI, I highly suggest getting an Apple TV, I, especially for around the price I got it, around 100 bucks. I think it's a no-brainer. I, I bought three, actually. Two for the two TVs I have in my apartment, and I'm getting one for my mom for Mother's Day. So Mother's Day is coming up. Don't forget to get flowers and maybe an Apple TV. I think that they'll love it. I think it's really great for... 
all generations and it's super easy to use. The only thing that sucks is it doesn't let you use um, proxies. And I watch a lot of baseball and sometimes baseball games are in blackout in my area. Like if I'm a Yankees fan, if the Yankees are playing the Red Sox, I live in New England, it would be blacked out for me. So I'd have to use my Google TV to get a VPN to change my location. But that's more of an MLB problem. I don't really blame Apple. They're trying to lock it down and not have not allow VPNs in their product. I could get a VPN through my router, but I'm not going through that nonsense. Um, but yeah, that's my shameless plug for Apple TV. I say shameless as if I get something out of it. I don't. I don't get anything out of it. Um, I really enjoy the product, and hopefully, others might think it's useful as well and give it a shot. So that's all I have for the update for today. Um, some things that are upcoming. Like I said, I think I'm going to make a, a full-fledged review for the Nestwell credit card. And I do have a meeting scheduled with a product manager at Nest. They reached out to me to get them some feedback, and I have some points to feedback. And I've also been talking to the CEO on LinkedIn, and I've been emailing him, just giving some feedback. It, it, they definitely have some growing pains, but I'm liking the product overall. I don't know if I'll keep it after the annual fee, after the first year. Just because of the annual fee, it comes out to 150 effective, but I really don't like the redemption options. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with the card. Um, but I also got to add it to my ever-growing list of card images on my site, so that was kind of a main but motivator for me to just finally decide to get it. Um, and one thing that's not finance-related, I'm moving, and I absolutely hate my current apartment complex, and I plan on writing a scathing review. So I, I plan on putting it on my blog because I, I'm afraid of them like removing it off of Google reviews or something. So I might have a podcast for it as well where I'm just ranting about how terrible this complex is and how I hate it. Um, if you heard me just a couple minutes ago, I don't remember what I was. I got kind of heated over something. Oh, the, the keyboard layout on Apple TV. If you like that kind of podcast or that kind of rant... There's definitely will be a lot of that in my post or blog or podcast or I'm not sure yet on this apartment complex. So if that seems entertaining to you, stay tuned. I'll be sure to share when that's out. Um, anyways, thanks for tuning in. Um, I really enjoy seeing people interact with the podcast. That's kind of what keeps me motivated or people asking where it is. It kind of, there's not too many people that, that listen to it, so... When I do hear from individuals saying that they do listen to it or they do want it, it gives me motivation to go ahead and do it. So don't be shy. Let me know. I would really appreciate it. And that's it. That's for today's Turner's Digest, and I hope you learned something. Have a good one.